Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Uh, stage 11 with the, the gravel roads in Tuscany. We have checked that out, and uh, that's going to be... Um, might end a few GC hopes there. It's going to be definitely a, a stage that you hope to get through safely. Uh, that'll be the main priority uh, is, is safety, but uh, it's going to be one of those ones where um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chaos happening around yourself and, uh, and in the peloton. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjourno. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me after a whole rest day and four hours lunch is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm still full from lunch. Are you? And um, <laughs> just that, that opening teaser, did you... Underlay that with Star Wars themed music. Or uh, so the thing I don't know because I've never seen Star Wars. Mate, it's just a bike race, all right? We're not, <laughs> I know, we're, I know. But we're not going to war, these blokes. Well, stage 11, we'll down. see what we'll talk about it today. But it's stage 11. Question here How was yesterday's long lunch? It was long. You know what it I found long. out? He doesn't, people, he does not like tiramisu. I don't like tiramisu. You are typical. <laughs> you're so French. Oh, God. No, I think for me. Meanwhile, you're posting pictures. Um, what, what's that stuff? Croque monsieur. monsieur. <laughs> and you're, you're trying to sell me a business plan of how many croque monsieur we're going to sell in Melbourne. Come on. If the COVID doesn't move away. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, it's all about stage 11. Today, uh, we'll recap a little bit about stage 10 uh, at the back end of this program. Uh, but we have a special guest. With us all the way from Italy, it's Matt White. How are you, Matt? Um, yeah, good morning, gentlemen, or oh, good afternoon. Now, Matt, you do like tiramisu, surely. First I do question. indeed. I do indeed. It's, uh, like I always say, it's easier to go for a run than to say no to Italian food. <laughs> and you, you did get, you did squeeze a run in this morning, I hear. Yeah, pretty much daily. We uh, we get out there, a group of us get out there for a. A good run, or some days a, a, a bit of a walk. We don't run 21 days in a row, but uh, we, always, we get out every single morning and do something. So we mentioned in this opening with uh, with Cam Mayer, Stage 11, uh, it's the one we as broadcasters have been waiting for. I think we, since the beginning of this race, there's so much going on, that, or so much that can happen uh, today on Stage 11. How do you rate that stage overall in this whole Giro? I think it could be one of the most decisive stages of the whole race. I, I think uh, there's there's the element of, of bad luck that that is going to that is going to affect people today. Uh, it's when you have your bad luck uh, and what situation you're in, and how how good you can scramble back uh, to get back to the group you're in. That is going to have a major effect on today. I think that there'll be bigger gaps today for some GC guys than some of the Queen stages later in the Dolomites. Matt, for, for the technical people that are listening and just for us in general, what sort of measures do you guys put in place today in terms of there's 35 kilometres of gravel? Will you have mechanics on the side of the road 
Are the riders using different tyres today? Are the bikes slightly different? Tell us a bit about that. those plans. Yeah, we've, we've got multiple people on every sector uh, of the Pave today. So I think we've got seven, gr seven groups of people uh, on the dirt sections alone uh, and a couple of uh, – and one place – where Simon, with UCI, have allowed everyone's leader can have a spare bike. Uh, it's positioned very much uh, in a place that could be needed uh, at the bottom of a tricky descent on gravel. Uh, so that's where Simon uh, Jates' third bike will be. And also, when you look at equipment-wise, so the guys are using uh, 28 or 30 mil bag tyres uh, with considerably lower pressure. So they're, they're very similar uh, tyres to the ones we used in Paris-Roubaix or we will use in Paris-Roubaix in October. Uh, the pressure will be a lot lower as well than your normal day. Uh, so most guys will run seven to eight bar uh, in the, on the normal road stages, and there's guys running as low as five five bar today. Um, the bigger bag tyres, I've never used the big bag tyres, but the bigger bag tyres with lower pressure, they might not feel just as, as fast as, as you know, your, your 25 mil uh, tyres with eight bar, but the the sensation you get on the gravel is what they really like and even though it is thir only 35 kilometers they're 35 crucial kilometers and uh, and the handling is going to be the key of key we getting through today's stage in in one piece we we spoke in a, the previous podcast actually with you and yeah. i about uh the addition to some of those crazy inverted comma stages the pavé in the tour de france the the gravel uh you as a, as a DS, what do you make of this? Do you want more of them? Do you want less of them? Is it a headache? Is it all part of cycling? How do you approach those 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 addition to what a traditional Grand Tour, I guess, used to be? Yeah, well, I suppose we we can't. I, I personally don't like them. I think that I, I understand in the history of our sport they have used Parve before and they have used dirt stages in the in before. And I, and I see that for broadcasters and for the people at home, it's going to be one spectacular day on television. But I think the difference is that the the guys are going so much faster now than when Fausto Coppi was riding on dirt. Uh, and and those uh, those epic stages that you see on cobbles and and dirt climbs that yeah, it's it, it's it's a different scenario. It's a different scenario. So I don't, I don't personally like them, but at the end of the day, uh, we can't change the course. So when we found out that the course did have gravel sections in it. You just got about go about the process of mitigating risk, and that starts with reconning the course, taking the riders on the course. For us, I know that not not many teams have actually uh, taken their riders on this course. I know that some teams were even thinking about it 48 hours ago to take them out yet on the rest day, which were which all the teams we are we're not staying close. So I start I saw this course in March um, after or in between Tirreno and Adriatico when I was in this this area. Then we came in as a team 48 hours before before the Giro on the way. It, it was a it was a big day. We had to fly into Bologna and go to, uh, and check the course out. But all our guys before the race could could test their equipment. They were comfortable on the tire pressure that they uh, that they will be using. And then uh, myself that, and uh, the other sports directors, we spent six hours in the car yesterday going and videoing the course and checking out and seeing the final product because. The, the sectors do look, when I looked at them in March, I was horrified uh, with what I saw. And we we spoke to the organisers and they assured us that they those sectors would be fixed up and they have been. Uh, so it, it's great to see those sections evolve into relatively safe parkours. And, and now I've got a really clear idea in my mind uh, what, what we're going we're gonna to have today. 
We've got a, we've videoed those sections, the, uh, downloaded it to the boys. The boys can scroll through those sections at will, and, and they, they have improved in the last two days. So that's all we can do. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the these uh, different types of uh, different types of stages, but it is what it is, and we can't change the situation now. Well, it sounds like you've done your homework, which, as you know, is one of the most important parts of your job. Um, just back on Cam Meyer, obviously that that little grab we had of him was pre. Giro d'Italia just before the start we understand he got sick he fell ill he's been on antibiotics he seems like he's coming good what's what update can you give us on him yeah so he he uh he had a, a really really rough three days and uh now cam's a, cam's a hard man and uh he's been lucky that he has been able to recover during a race now it's not too now, when you're in the early stages of any Grand Tour, once you do get sick, he had some mild fevers at one stage. Uh, and our doctor was, it was borderline whether they were going to let him start one morning. Um, but the doctor was confident that he wouldn't do any damage to himself. And you know, if he had to pull out, he had to pull out. But uh, we left that in our medic, in medical team's hands. And, and he has been able to recover. Uh, he's not 100% at the moment, but he did a very, very easy ride yesterday. 30 minutes on the home trainer and I would say he's at 85 85% and I think uh, within the next 48 hours we're going to be able to uh, you you if people are watching the broadcast later on wouldn't be surprised to see Cameron uh, guiding Simon Yates into the first sector even this afternoon I was going to say Matt he was to me uh, Cam was really impressive in those first sort of four days uh, before he got sick and one he was leading Simon two Cam, and I guess you'd relate to this, earlier in his career, he had a tendency to sit down the back. But what I saw was a guy who was super switched on, super focused on looking after his leader. And dare I say, and you'd be pretty happy as well, and the staff, that if he comes good, he's going to be so important in the third week, isn't he? He will. And, and as funny as it sounds, uh, because he was ill, he actually couldn't push himself. Yeah, he, he couldn't go deep. He had to ride in a really conservative way just to get through those stages. So you know, he might have been a, one, a loss for us just for those four or five days while he was recovering. But the positive side of that is when he comes out of this, he, he hasn't actually had to go that deep in the first 10 days because he actually physically couldn't. So I think uh, you know, in, at the back end of this week and through uh, next week, which we know how it's a very, very important phase of the race, I think Cam's going to uh, play probably an even more important role than in plan because we haven't been able to use him until now. If we if we go back to the the stage itself, uh, we're hearing about the weather, conflicting reports. It's a brilliant day. There might be rain. When you're there, tell us what it is, and then what does that change? If we have rain, or if we don't have rain, what would you guys prefer? Uh, look, I think I, I I actually don't mind if it rains because the difference between the the uh, the dirt sections and pave is pave gets very very slippery. Uh, when it's wet, uh, and if it does rain today, I think it actually will be probably better because uh, it will be a dust storm if it if it doesn't rain. Now the prediction I haven't checked in the last forty five minutes, but uh, the weather forecast is is for no rain today. It's, it should be overcast, not a lot of wind, and around about twenty one to twenty three degrees. So it'll be, it'll be a nice day out there today. But I think if uh, by chance we have had a lot of late afternoon storms. That it does rain, I think I think it'll actually be better because it'll slow the race down because it, it will uh, guys will have to come onto those sections and remembering that three of the four sectors are downhill entries into the into the dirt, I think it will probably slow things down a little bit. But uh, 
Look at the moment, it's gonna it should be dry. Uh, we know it's gonna be dusty. We know it's gonna be tricky, and they're the conditions that we're gonna have to deal with this afternoon. Uh, the GC guys, Matt, uh, across the whole race. Uh, how do you think your team is equipped for a day like today compared to say an Ineos uh, and Astana, or even a Trek Fredo? Of course, Ciccone is sort of emerging as uh, a guy that can finish on the podium, but as a team. How do they stack up against you guys or you guys against them on this sort of stage? Oh, I think good. I think we've got some guys who can handle. We've broken up uh, our eight or our seven guys supporting Simon into different roles through today. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a plan that we're going to try to implement. Uh, but the problem is that, you know, things are going to happen and, and, and they will happen. So guys have to be flexible. But the guys are going to go in with, with, with phases of the race that they have to be with Simon or they have to give, get certain position and then their job is done. Uh, obviously, if something happens to one of those guys in those sections, they have to adapt to that plan. But I, I really think that we've got, a, we've got a great team. Uh, it's a very, very relaxed group. It's going to be nervous today. There's no doubt about that. But every team's going to say, everyone is going to be worried because you know, there's, a, there's only so much you can control. You, know, you, can, you can be a great bike lander, but someone dumps it in front of you. Well, then the chances are that you're going down as well. But... Uh, at the end of the day, I think we've got some good guys. We've ridden a very conservative first 10 days. And I know there's, there's teams that uh, have spent uh, a lot more matches than us going into this stage. Absolutely. A quick question here we want to answer from Raymond that said, uh, will SBS show the Tour de France this year? Yes. And yes, for the nine, nine years, <laughs> the next nine years as well. Uh, we've got a pretty big deal on the on the Tour de France. But that brings me to another uh, question. There was another tour, tour of Hungary uh, on uh, couple, last week. Uh, Damon Housen done really well in this tour. I mean, how did you leave that race? Because you're on the Giro. Uh, what What is your reflection on the win that Damien had for the team? It was a nice one. Uh, Damien uh, was third there last year, and uh, yeah, there was the out of the five stages, it all boiled down to one key stage. So it was it was a sprint fest for four of the five stages, and it, they used the same climb that decided uh, last year. And Damien was in the leader's jersey last year and lost it uh, last year and moved back to third on GC. But uh, he wrote, the team wrote, supported him very, very well and he wrote a very calcul calculated final, uh, which would, and, uh, enabled him to win the stage and seal, seal the overall victory. So it's great for the, the morale of the guys. And uh, some of those guys, we, we started yesterday in Rue de Sol in Andalusia as well with another group. So it's a very, very busy month of May. Uh, a lot of these Spanish races that are on this month were the races that were cancelled or postponed in February. But uh, we've got three programs racing at the moment, one in Hungary, which finished Sunday. We've got the Giro, obviously, and then uh, Ruta del Sol started yesterday with Rob Stenard in fifth place. Yeah, good stuff. And just to finish on Damien, uh, I imagine he's earmarking the tour. Uh, no, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, on a, he's on a long list there, but I think uh, the more, real, more realistic more realistic is uh, he'll be going to the Walter. More realistic chance to be going to the Walter. We, we've got uh, some different ideas for for the tour this year, and uh, the the Walter is more than likely the the grand tour that he'll be taking part in. We've got time for your ideas if you want to tell us. There's no. It's no surprise. It, it's no surprise. We'll be taking a team. One part of the team will be based around Michael Matthews, and then uh, we we could have uh, some surprise climbers making some guest appearances uh, at the at the tour as well so we've uh, we've got uh, we've got a, a pretty pretty solid group preparing for the tour Damien's in that long list there but uh, yeah. he uh, the focus for him will probably be the tour of Spain
Okay. Yeah, yeah, good one. Quick good question one. from Blake here. Uh, any tips from uh, from today's stage? If it's uh, one of your guys, and if it's not one of your guys, where do you see uh, that stage unfold? Uh, and then what what are a bit of a prediction? We have a tipping competition that we keep mentioning. I've already uh, voted, but I guess it's to yeah. give you a bit of help. Yes, you need a bit of help. Yeah, although I'm last in the ranking. Yeah. Yeah, I think today, if anyone picks the winner today, it should be double points. I think. Uh, oh, I like this. Yeah, it's going to be. A, it's one of those. It's one of those stages that uh, it, it'll be the, one of the hardest ones to pick today. But I think what we're going to see today is uh, the first section uh, sector of gravel will be like the entry into the first section of Parve and Parry Bay. So it will be a bunch sprint into that sector, and uh, it will be it will be very hectic. It, it's nine kilometers long, and I think uh, we'll you know by the time we get out the other side and on to the second sector. The, the bunch will already come out of there in multiple groups. So I think after that, once we get onto the second sector, there, there's sections of 14 or 15 percent climbs on that second sector. So the race will blow to pieces if it already hasn't. And then I think there'll be there'll be small groups that will uh, which where the, the dynamic will be changing for the next hour and a half after that. But uh, making a prediction on today, well, all I all I hope for today is that we can get Simon Yates through in uh, in a good place. And uh, and if the, the guys get the opportunity to do their best to help him. And then maybe one last question. But uh, okay, stage eleven is the one you were expecting. We we talked about it before uh, the Giro. Any other stages that you think could be deciders? I believe stage sixteen is also up there. Uh, have you I marked some of those as above, maybe in terms of risk or opportunities? Definitely, uh, I think uh, the Zonkland stage, stage fourteen. Uh, that, you know, realistically, we've done a little bit of climbing, uh, but we haven't done one long sustained climb yet. So the real climbers haven't had a good chance to really uh, show their show their skills. And I think Zonkland this Sunday will be a very good uh, a very good eye opener to see actually who is climbing well on sustained climbs, and then in that. In that last week, you know, 16 is a is a day that is is rarely seen in any bike race in the world. The amount of meters of climbing is incredible. So you've got two you've got two blocks there in the last week. You know, 16, 17, uh, and then 19, 18, 19. Uh, sorry, 19 and 20. Uh, two very very big mountainous blocks broken up by a 230k flat stage in the middle. So the whole last week is is crucial but uh, i think after teams get through today's stage they'll have to reassess where they stand and then i think the the race the real race for the climbers starts uh, on the zonkalan Absolutely. Yeah, nice one. Good so, one, Marty. Yeah, thanks for your time. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure talking to you. Good luck for today. Good luck for you. Good luck for for the whole team and uh, we look forward to to see you on the screen tonight on uh, on SBS. Yeah, hopefully in 24 hours time we We've come out the good side of Lady Luck because uh, that's, all, that's all we want. And no, no one likes to see no one likes to see favourites uh, for a Grand Tour lose because of a puncture at, at an inappropriate time or involved in a crash. So hope for the best. But uh, Simon's got a great team around him and they'll be doing everything they can to get him through their safe and sound. Good stuff. Thanks, yeah. Whitey. Thanks, Matt. All right, gentlemen. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. It's always good to yeah, have uh, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. It's always good to have a uh, Matt. Uh, no, this insight in the race is very, uh, very full. I mean, if we go back to, uh, uh, if we look back at, uh, I, I brought it up during the um, the, the chat we have with mm. Matt, but the, the profile of yeah. what's ahead of us today. Uh, you know, we talked about the gravels and stuff. Where do you see anything happening on this? And can we see a breakaway where? 
Like again, I've already tipped, so you can tell me whatever you want. Well, I think it's yeah. I, th I think the second gravel section. I actually, it was one question I was going to ask him, but I, to me, I think it, he spelled it out. I don't think a break will win the day. Yeah. If, if it's a break, it's a break of Egan Bernal, Simon Yates. It's a break so, of GC guys. Okay. You, you won't see an opportunist, I don't think, unless they get away early and the peloton gives them 10 minutes, then they won't catch them. Yeah. But I can't see a breakaway of opportunists really winning the day. There you uh, go. I, I, it's an outside chance. I just think the tempo will be on. There, there, there will be a break go. But I think, as he said, that first sector will be raced like the first sector of Paris-Roubaix. Yeah. Okay, yeah, interesting. So It's going so, to be brilliant. Absolutely. Let's look. Uh, let's actually listen to uh, another Aussie, uh, Jai Hindley. He spoke to us before the, the Giro. And all the way there, he was already kind of looking forward to this stage. Uh, yeah, I actually think that 11th stage would be pretty interesting with the Strada Bianca sections. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that, that could throw a spanner in the works for a lot of guys. But... I, I think it'd be a good one to watch anyway. Uh, so that was uh, uh, Jai Hindley. Uh, always chill out. Always well, that relaxed. was before the race. He's chilled. <laughs> He's, look, Jai's lost a little bit of time. Um, I don't actually... He said something like something's not right. He's not sure if his health is 100%. He's not feeling yep. 100%. I saw a, sort of a quote. But I don't write him out of finishing top 10. And I, don't, and I do not write him off finishing top five if he comes good in that third week. Especially that we know they are so much more claiming to oh, happen. It turns on its head. This Giro has not even started. If, and I think you made a very good point as well. If we go to uh, how the top 10 looks yeah. uh, today. Yeah. I mean, look at this. We've got what, a minute 20? A minute, a minute two. A minute two in between. the 10th. Yeah, from the first to 10th. And But someone like Nibali, you made a very good point. Yeah, Nibali, so, we, we almost... Uh, Almost on the point of write, like writing him out of this Giro. Yeah. But tell us where he is. Well, he sits at 16th place, two minutes and 13 seconds off the pace. So he's won the Giro with way, being way. He back. was three minutes 50 yeah. or possibly even four minutes, two, what, two, three years ago when they crested the Stelvio with three days to go. Yeah. And he won the Giro. Absolutely. He won the Giro from there. So there's so much more so, uh, that can happen. And you're yeah. right, Jai might be uh, a bit further down, but also it does also mean that he's probably not going to be marked as much as he would have been if he's today in the top 10. He comes good. He gets up the road, a dangerous move where they sort of go, oh, we can't chase. We haven't got our teammates here. Yeah. We can afford to let him go because Jai will actually start today 428 down. So yeah, not in a great position. But suddenly he pegs back a minute 30. It's, I, know it's, I know it's pie in the sky stuff, there's been plenty of pies in the sky at <laughs> the zero in the past. We've seen worse at the yeah, zero. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I do not discount anyone in the top twenty who can do something. And incidentally, you know who, who is twentieth? Nick Schultz. Yeah, he's at two minutes and thirty seconds. He is riding. Yeah, like a, a champion. Very, yeah, a very good Giro. Yeah, absolutely. He, he is absolutely riding brilliantly, yeah. uh, Nick, and he'll be crucial to Yates uh, today as well. Absolutely. Let's now go back. To where we were before uh, the tiramisu incident yesterday, because I didn't like the tiramisu. And you, this he, man at the he, Italian <laughs> restaurant, he asks them for creme brulee, and the Italian just looked at him and he didn't even speak. No, he's just the uh, waiter just went yeah, went on that, and I knew, and I was <laughs> I was embarrassed. I know, anyway, but uh, we'll anyway, on. moving on. So before that, there was a stage uh, stage ten, which was won by Peter Sagan, mm. and he was pretty pleased. Let's listen to Peter Sagan. Very good day for us, and we try our best. I have to say thanks 
to all my teammates, Borans Groje, they did impressive job and uh, they did uh, full gas last two clients, we dropped some sprinters. It was not enough to drop everyone, but in the end, I won and I'm very happy for that. Thanks to all my teammates. Thanks to, to all the teammates. I mean, we, we mention this every time there's a bunch sprint or a sprint. Uh, these guys that are at the forefront of the sprint, they all rely on the teammates. But what Bora is doing on those stages yeah. sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't work yeah. out. But it's always a beautiful move when they just put the gas well, on and then just lead that race. You know what? We knew they were going to do it. And, and that was, I commentated it with uh, Kino. Yep. And I said to him in the commentary, they went to the front 55 kilometers to go. Okay. Bora, 55 kilometers to go. So there was a little climb before the categorized climb. And I said in the commentary, I think they're going a bit too soon. They should wait and go on the main climb mm -hmm. for maximum effect. So they go on this little climb. Next minute, ping, they're pinging out the back two sprinters. They pinged a couple more out the back. The last one, I think, to go, and he chased full gas to get back on was Nitzelo, yep. Giacomo Nitzelo. And he couldn't get there. But 55 kilometers of it's full incredible. gas riding, it was <laughs> unbelievable. I was actually happy Sagan won because, that, as you said, they've done this a few times and he's fallen short in the end yeah. because a couple of sprinters have survived and, and just and got the better of him. So he was due for a win. And look, he is, well, he is still the boss, isn't he? Absolutely. But that's what Owen is saying. Bora masterclass, but uh, Sagan is still as his mojo. Oh, yeah. When he wants it. You Do know, not write uh, him off. Absolutely. Yeah, don't write him off. So yeah. in terms of uh, what uh, we are here, I'll just bring back the, the top 10 just right now. Yeah. Uh, tonight, are we likely to see Egan Bernal, Evenepoel, Vlasov, Ciccone, all these guys, and incidentally, the pink jersey, Walter, at the forefront? I mean, how much of well, defense... No, the pink jersey is Bernal. Oh, Bernal, no, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But Walter, Come on, that... mate. You made the pink I know, I know. I know. <laughs> the, the former pink jersey, I should have yes. said. Whereas, can we see him defend anything? Uh, where do you see this happening? I... I, I, I'm I'm sort of with Matt White. If Lady Luck, as the old saying goes, is on their side, then I might sound a bit boring. They'll be together. Yeah. They'll all be together. I don't think they'll drop each other. Maybe, maybe not. Depends how hard it is. But there is going to be punches. There are going to be mechanicals. And there may be a GC rider that actually loses his spot tonight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say, hands down, at least one GC guy is going to lose his position because of a mechanical. So or something. someone in this vicinity. Yeah, I think 10. so. I think so. I happen. think it's it's bound to happen. History Absolutely. shows. Yeah. So, but but it was interesting with what he's saying about the preparation, the tires, um, the, the 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 fact that they've looked at it twice. The riders went and looked, and mm. he said up until two days ago, some teams had not checked. And the it fact out. that each riders go pretty much his go provision of yeah. the whole, you know, different different areas, so they can immerse themselves a bit like skiers you know like downhill skiers it's the they amount of prep that goes into it now yeah it, it you know it was it was done a little bit back in our day but nowhere near as much as what they do now and of course the video technology yeah. which is quite simple and it's available now it wasn't it wasn't available mm -hmm. you know 20 years yeah, ago absolutely um, you had to carry a big massive vhs <laughs> or betamax <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway there's only one way to find out about stage 11 it's tonight on sbs on demand and on sbs viceland uh quarter to nine on a central eastern time it's a uh, big one uh, yeah it's it's a big one i mean nine, quarter to nine is a brilliant hour as well to uh to be watching cycling mm -hmm. uh it would be uh matthew kinnon and bridie O'Donnell. yeah bridie's um, back in the chair absolutely yeah. so uh once again Again, quarter to nine. Thank you, Maka, for joining us today. 
Thank you. Uh, can I couple of little snippets? Go for it. Uh, uh, a couple of snippets to round out the the Giro. Yep. Six hundred tests carried out. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No positives. Yeah, yeah that's good. That. COVID tests. That yeah, is. COVID tests. Yeah. Six hundred COVID tests on riders, staff. Not one single positive. That's brilliant. Last year they had a few, and it was Yates. Yeah, and they, actually, who who tested positive. So so that's really good news. Tim Merlier. Tim Merlier is out. Merlier. He's out. Merlier. 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 Crème brûlée. Tim Merlier. Okay. Crème Merlier. <laughs> Tim Merlier. Okay. He is out. Stomach problems. Fatigue. I think it's just fatigue. Yeah. It's classic sprinter. That's what you do. Yeah. Go home. Not sure if he's prepping for the tour, but we'll see. And just some other news, and this is actually, it's a couple of days old now, but she did post something, I think, in the last 24 hours. Lucy Kennedy, mm -hmm. she's had a rough trot. She crashed out at Liège, Bastogne-Liège, broken collarbone. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my notes because this is there's a fair bit. Broken collarbone, a fractured hand, and fractured eye socket. Yes. So she's recovering. So Lucy, sending best, best wishes. I sent her a message a few days ago. So she's on the trainer. She's recovering, feeling better. But yeah, yeah this is tough one. It's a tough one. She's had a tough trot, and she she had a nasty crash in 2018 yeah, in the Ardennes as yeah, well, which yeah. sort of took her out. I think it was in Amstel. So yeah. um, wishing her all the best for her recovery. And the women have got more racing coming up in Spain, as Matt White pointed yeah. out for the men. There's loads going on for the women there as well. So absolutely, Spain's a bit of a hotbed uh, for the cycle. And there's a full calendar on the Cycling Central website. Uh, so before we finish, uh, let's remind ourselves, quarter to nine tonight on SBS Viceland uh, for all the actions of Stage 11. Thank you, Maca, for joining us today. Thank you. See you again. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, and you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift until the next show tomorrow, live, 4 p.m., wherever you get your social uh, interaction with SBS. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.